been asking me to be the best in the world. Why, Eddie, why? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Yo, welcome back to another week. If you're listening for the first time, Duke, tell them where they can find us. Sure thing, sure thing. So if you're here for the first time, I'm going to let you know where you can find us. You can find us on Instagram at the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast and at the Dangerous Jobber. You can find us on Twitter at Dangerous Jobber, Facebook, um, TikTok, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music. And you can also find us on our website, dangerousjobberswebsite.com. Boom. Yeah. All right. So. Every episode we do the wrestler of the pod this week holds Uh a special place in my heart. This wrestler of the pod is uh, now for the first time, a two-time wrestler of the pod, the Tongan twins. Yeah. So I do, I had, this is my first year keeping up with the wild wrestling stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've had my tab on just a few people. Um, I want to shout out to the beast. The beast came back on the last episode of the season that's fire. Um, even though I was a little confused because they definitely said that there was going to be something else next week. So I was like, I thought you just said this was the finale. But whatever. Um, the Beast came back after the Wild World Championship match. And the Tongan Twins, the episode before that, became the Wild Tag Team Champions. So big shout out to the Tongan Twins. Uh, their first piece of gold. It's looking good, man. You no, know, it's funny. I w- I was actually just watching that episode. Like the one where I they should won? you not right before. Yeah, I was just watching that one right before we started potting. I shit you not. That's fire. That's fire. I-, I seen it on TV. I was like, you know what? Let me watch it. Yeah, I had to go back and look, man. I had to go back and watch the last two. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to see the beast come back too. And they saved it all the way for the end. Yeah. Um, so just congratulations. Love it. Love every bit of it. Um, transitioning out of the rest of the pod into the actual news. Dun dun. Uh, we got to start with AEW. Um, yeah, we do. Biggest thing first, I guess, just to knock it out, right? All in and all out happened mm-hmm. all during vacation, back to back, all out and all in. I mean, all mm-hmm. in and all out. All out, all yeah, all in and all out, all in and all out. So, the alls happened that for <laughs> the past, the oh, past couple were, weekends. There were some alls, all right, and there was a lot of alls. There was a lot of great matches, which is what AEW does best, right? Mm-hmm. There was the conclusion to the CM Punk Samoa Joe story, and then there was uh. Actually, let's start there. So (laughs) let's start there. Let's start right at the start of the show or even a little before that. Let's rewind. Let's rewind to the pre-show where Jack Perry, formerly known as Jungle Boy, Mm -hmm. was having an FTW title match with Hook. 
Um, and tremendous match. It was. There was a bump, including some glass. There was. That may have incited a fight backstage. Possibly so. Through uh, rumors and possible confirmation, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's confirmed that Punk and Jack Perry had it out. And apparently, right after Jack Perry's match, about something he said on TV, uh, live on the show, before going to the back, got into a thing with Punk, and then they calmed the situation down, and Punk was still able to go out and perform after. And the conversation, apparently at some point, Punk had launched it, Tony Khan and told him to quit. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, shoving and punching and hissy fitting. And as an end result, Jack Perry has been suspended indefinitely. Yeah, mm. uh, whatever. CM Punk, however, has been terminated. He is no longer with AEW. And it already feels like there's a new day in AEW. But let's start, Duke, with your thoughts on the confrontation itself. How do you feel about Punk yet again having locker room issues and seemingly being um, the only negative thing to talk about on their biggest accomplishments? So I have a lot of things I could say. I'm going to start it off like this. Yet again, AEW, Tony Khan, and the talent that AEW have put on a historic event. Uh, yes, I will say this was a historic event. This was a great milestone, great accomplishment for AEW and wrestling as a whole. And yet again... CM Punk has put a skid mark on that accomplishment. This is not the first time he's done it in this company. This is not the first time he's done it in wrestling. And I don't know what the deal is with this dude. And I don't know how big he his ego must be to try to pick a fight with everyone for every little thing that is said. You are a 40-something-year-old grown man, and you are upset because a 20-something-year-old talent said something that may or may not have been directed towards you. Like, you would have did the same thing had, had you been in his shoes. And the comment, the remark wasn't even that bad. It was, what did he say, real glass. We use real glass. Mm-hmm. Like, are, is your ego that fragile that you get upset by one comment? This isn't the first time you've done it. You did it in ROH. That's why you got booted out of ROH. You did it in WWE. That's why you got booted out of the WWE. Did you walk away? Yeah. But after hissy fitting and whining and complaining about every little thing, then you got your walking papers. Now you come to AEW. You, the first time this happened, you threatened to leave. You get suspended. You say you learn your lesson. You turn the new leaf, blah, blah, blah. 
not even three months later, it happens again. So I think that the firing needed to happen because at this point, Punk's becoming modern day Hulk Hogan and not in the good way. Like you, you have becoming like Hulk Hogan, isn't he? You, you've become the new Terry. Like you, you are Hogan. You're, you're Hogan of the 2020s and the 2010s. Or like a sober Shawn Michaels. Like 90s Shawn Michaels. You're like 90s Shawn Michaels, just straight edge. You, which I feel like makes it worse, but like it's just, it's exactly, it makes it worse. Like, bro, you're supposed to be in the right state of mind and you're still doing this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense whatsoever. So him him getting fired, I have no problem with it. I think it needed to happen. Like you, you've become a locker room cancer at this point. Yeah. You're going to yeah. start affecting the talent and the product around you. And we don't need that. It's bad for business. So him getting fired, kudos to Tony, because I didn't think Tony was going to have the balls to do it. But, hey, he did it. Yeah. And we'll talk about what I think was the counteraction and the result of that in a second. I would do want to make a quick pit stop for the women's division because they had sort of a Monday night after mania moment mm-hmm. where Jay came back um, and beat down Chris Statt, uh, the current TBS champion. Yep. After the all out all in shows. So Jade is officially back. I thought they might throw her into a different women's division, but it seems like they might just have her. And 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 who knows? This could be like her one last run of the TBS title for the rematch, and then we move on to the upper uh, women's division. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was surprising that they threw her back into the TBS title. What yeah. do you think? Not really. I mean, she's been the most dominant TBS champion. Obviously, she's been one of the few. But her run as the champ wasn't bad. It was actually great. So if anybody can make that title, it's her. Mm. I think she can do no wrong. So if they if that's where they want to put her to give her some shine, I got no problem with it. I'm more than happy seeing her in any type of championship capacity. Mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Maybe I'm just, I'm expecting more too fast, you know? Yeah. But to get to the the counteraction of the CM Punk stuff, I believe in a way to, excuse me, balance things out, Khan brought back uh, Brian Danielson, who... I think will lead us to an interesting conversation because Danielson comes back, mm-hmm. has a strap match against Ricky Starks. Phenomenal, too. The absolute Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. They have an amazing match, of course, as they do. Phenomenal. You know, what AEW is most famous for. And I think Daniel Bryan holds a high regard and I've talked about this before just at the way he's able to be so much more of himself in AEW and um, I think we can kind of have this talk now that I'm sure we'll dive into in a, in a separate episode of the pod 
about just like who the real who the real big players are in the company now mm-hmm. and who really is holding the company together on their backs. And I think when you think of Jericho, the bullet, uh, the Blackpool combat club, people like a lot of the WWE originals and ROH originals are really holding the place together. I, and yeah. I think Danielson's a great symbol of that. Yeah, um, I I would absolutely agree with you, especially with some of the names you just said. Like Jericho, is he the same Jericho from five years ago? He's not. Uh, he's not even the same Jericho from three years ago. But he can still go, number one. Number two, he can command the locker room. He can lead people. And something that WWE probably thought he couldn't do better than some of the people that they had at that time. Mm-hmm. But he's showing in AEW that hey, he can do this. He's he's a leader. Much as mm-hmm. people might not agree with it or don't want to see him anymore, he's still here. He can still go do this. Danielson, another example. That dude can lead a locker room and command everything. If I gotta have somebody right now steering a ship besides Roman Reigns, it would probably be Daniel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is the best version of Daniel that I think we're getting in a very long time. I just I find it ironic that the people that we started AEW with as the faces of the company and the people that are really steering the ship feel like probably the least consistent part of it. At this point, when you look at it from a standpoint of who's most recognizable for being there when they're needed and having the most memorable stuff and really feeling like the influence of the locker room. It never, it's not the people you would think it is, at least for me by like a mile, because the people you see as the foundations now are different than what it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So to that thing, I would say that's actually a good thing. Um, and any and anything, be it wrestling or any type of other, you know, sport, even any type of career, your goal when you start something or when you come into something is always to, at least from the way I look at it, leave it in a better condition than how you found it. Mm-hmm. So AEW, when it was founded, it was it was nothing. It was just a company that had just started. You had Kenny, you had the Bucks, you had Jericho. Those were like your and you had Cody. Those were your main guys that were you know, building this up. And then, you know, where we're at now, Jericho's still there. Jericho's one of those guys. The Bucks have kind of taken a little bit of a backseat. Blackpool Combat Club's there, like you just said. Jericho's still there. So, um, and MJF, you can add MJF to the mix now. And it's in a better condition now than it was three years ago when this started. Who knows, maybe another three, four years from now, there's going to be a whole new crop of guys. Maybe Jericho will be out, Blackpool will be out, MJF will probably still be there. But that's going to be the goal. These Those new guys are going to have it in better condition or should have it than where it is now. It should constantly be improving. Mm-hmm. So I have no complaints about that. I'm glad that the group now is better than the group that was here in the start. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so one last thing, and we'll we'll move on. Wrapping up the Danielson news, upon Danielson coming back, uh, Wrestle Dream, which is a card that they've talked about. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Dream is coming, and the first match for Wrestle Dream has been announced. At least I believe it's the first match to be announced, and it's going to be the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and the Dream match we've been waiting for, which perfect for Wrestle Dream as the mm-hmm. first match announced against Zack Sabre Jr. Literally um, a fight for the best technical wrestler on the face of the planet today. Yes. And it's an interesting fight to me because I feel like it's Benoit versus Dean Malenko. Oh, you said the dreaded word. I know, I know we don't say his name. I know, I know what you mean. I know. Think of it from a style standpoint. Oh, absolutely. Daniel, a lot of Danielson's style is Dynamite Kid. A lot of it's Benoit. A little bit of it is Angle. But if you look at it, aside from the brutal twist he takes on it with the kicks, that wasn't really in their arsenal. A lot of it, a lot of that technical prowess is 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 Benoit and, and Dynamite and and British mm-hmm. Bulldog and very old school. Zack Sabre Jr.'s style is so it's so new school, but it's so Dean Malenko in the way that he keeps finding new ways to to twist you and make it entertaining. Every time yeah. Dean put on a hold it was entertaining because you just couldn't believe he could make a guy turn like that and twist like that and bend like that. It's like, I, I like to think of it as it's Dean Malenko. If Dean Malenko had Shelton Benjamin's athletic ability, mm. that that's how I, that's how I compare them. Yeah. It's, it's so, it, it's very, it's very, um, it is very athletic it's just a, a crazy mix because he, he almost takes your body and uses it like a Rubik's uh, Rubik's cube. It's 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 very um, hybrid. It's very hybrid, and it's going to be amazing to see those two styles clash together. So it it really is a dream match. So the last thing, let's just wrap up on some good news and just give our thoughts on the Danielson thing, the Danielson I, versus Saber Junior. I love it. I think, quite frankly, this has the potential to be match of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I think when it's all said and done, if they do it the right way and they put on the show that both of them are capable of doing, they could, without question, have a Meltzer's match of the year or Wrestling Observer match of the year, whatever you want to call it. They mm-hmm. could definitely be the ones to take that crown when it's all said and done. And I think it's it really is one of the only – Brian Danielson matches I, I'm I'm dying to see mm-hmm. left. I only really have a couple. And yeah, Zach Sabre Jr. since the first day, um, not even the first day, since I saw Zach Sabre Jr. in the Cruiserweight Classic mm-hmm. with with uh at the time Daniel Bryan commentating. I I knew I wanted to see those two in the ring, so it's, it's yeah. definitely a dream match. And um, let's talk about the poll, man. Oh, yeah. So 
we have a uh, poll that we are going to be conducting and we will be sharing the results with you next podcast. And this poll is going to be pretty straightforward. Obviously we know everything that happened with brawl out and brawl in, um, but might as well ask it here, throw it out there. Do you guys feel that you would welcome CM Punk back into a locker room if you were in charge of a wrestling company? So we'll have that poll out there for a little bit. We'll see what the results are. And then next podcast, we're going to let you guys know what those results are. So that's the yeah. question we pose. Would you allow CM Punk to wrestle in your promotion, given everything that's happened? Mm. I could give you my answer, but I don't want to ruin the dramatic effect. True. All right. Moving on to 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 where the big boys play. Where the big boys play. Dude, tell me what's uh what's going on in WWE. Um we have some sexual assault allegations. <laughs> hitting them, hitting them hard. Hitting yeah, them. I mean, people, people out here are getting a little too frisky with these WWE hard, superstars. Right. Just because um, they wrestle in tidy whities all day. Yeah, just because they just because they wear uh you know spandex doesn't mean we can grab on them and practically pop a field. speedos. Um, so yeah, we had a fellow WWE superstar uh go on social media and express their opinion on how they feel like they were sexually assaulted. Mm. And this came from none other than the one and only Matt Riddle. <laughs> Um, not the person you would expect to say something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it but was then legit. again, maybe like, he is. I mean, uh, yeah, like I don't know if it was legit. Bros. Yeah, you know, I, he, I don't know. He did use the I don't know. It was a stallion, you know. Yeah, I mean, he is. I don't know. <laughs> he, is he is dating an adult film star, so I mean, yeah. oh, I, but it's weird because I. We know the type of time Matt Riddle has been on all 2023. Yeah. He hasn't exactly been, you know, up here all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just odd, to say the least. And then to take it a step farther, he ended up taking a picture of the TSA agent and putting it all over his social medias. Damn. Damn, Matt. And it's, like, not a sneaky picture. It's, like, a deliberately, like, in front of the face, like, and the TSA the agent just like this. He he pulled a Karen. That's what it was. Karen. And the TSA agent made it look like a mugshot. He's just like Karen Riddle with the TSA. Yeah, Karen Riddle with the TSA. This woman groped me. And that's the thing. It wasn't even a woman that groped him. It was another man. Um. Uh, that well, that's uh, that's part of why I was so upset about it, right? Yeah, that that's why it's like you. It might be, but you also know the Listen, type of time riddles we've, been on all year. We've we've all we've all had to be patted down when we felt like we shouldn't have. All right, let's relax. It's I've gonna got, be okay. I've gone through TSA a number of times, and I can say I've never had that type of feeling from anybody. They always they always do the back of the hands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this agent was feeling a little, you know, hands on with his job, but, uh. yeah. <laughs> no, there's too many inappropriate. There, jokes. There, there's too many. There's too many there's jokes that we too can many go into. Jokes. We don't want to get canceled, but 
Yes, that that did make news today. Watch your um, hands, TSA. Exactly. Hand, yeah, hand, hands Watch off, you know. Hands, Back of the hands. That's all we're going to say. That's going to be the tagline. Back of the hands only. Um, and then also in WWE, we got some history-making news. Mm-hmm. We got some history that was made this past week. Sure do. Um, so for the past couple decades now, a few decades, the Intercontinental title, the longest reign of the title, has been held by one man, and that is the Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. And as of this past Friday, literally Friday, the record has been broken by none other than the leader of Imperium, Gunta. Mm. He is now the new longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, go ahead. I got to say, are, are any of us surprised? Not in the least bit. I'm actually very proud that we could finally replace the honky tonk man's reign with something a little more legitimate, you know, right? <laughs> to have to have somebody a little more a credible, little, a little more credible. Not to say that the honky tonk man isn't credible, but just to say, you know. There could have been somebody all these years of of all the Intercontinental Champions that was a little better in the ring that could have held it just as long. (laughs) I'm actually surprised it took this long. So you get to a place where you're surprised that it took this long. So I just think it's about time. And Gunther was the perfect guy because he felt old school like he would have a reign that long. Yeah. But also, he's every bit as good as the rain would endorse him to be. Oh, of course. So I think it's a perfect marriage of character and uh, destiny, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because there couldn't have been anybody else. No. And like I said, this this may be, this may be the fast track to his next title reign, which could quite possibly be the universal title. I mean, never I, think, know. I think with everybody fact clicking up and uh, stating their claim for running shows and this and that going around that we'll talk about later, it is quite possible that if one day going through an Imperium just decided. You can run everything. It could get scary for people out here, man. It could get scary. Yeah. And, you know, like you just said, you were talking about all these factions clicking up and whatnot. It's, is it me or do we have now, like, officially three factions on one show? Is it... Here's my thing. Is it because... The Judgment Day has all the gold. All the gold that they're able to do both shows. I I would think so, because none of them. Otherwise, this makes no sense. Yeah, because Rhea is Raw's women. All of all of women's champion. All of them are from Raw. So, and I originally I thought that was a whole concept of the bloodline being on one show, Judgment Day being on the other show. 
So different days, whatever. Yeah, and then now, out of nowhere, we were able to separate the factions, like one faction here, one faction here. Then we created this third faction, and now, by some stroke of, I don't know what the fuck, all three of them can end up on the same show at the same time. So now we we have this area where Judgment Day and Bloodline are not an alliance, but like kind of in a collusion together a little bit and then hurt business is kind of just off to the side but hurt business is also being a part of it kind of now is it just me or could this quite possibly be setting up something for war games is they are they going to do world war 3 war games i mean i th- i think you could do it Three man war games. Well, not not a three. Well, it could be a three man war games. I was thinking more along three team war games. Let's do her business versus the bloodline versus Judgment Day. I I think you could do it. Let's do it, man. I I feel like you could, and even if you didn't want to do that, and you just wanted to do two teams, you could still do it to where you get the Hurt Business involved. Like, you can still do it to where you take two members from the Bloodline, mm-hmm. most likely Jimmy and uh, Solo. Mm-hmm. And then you get two people from Judgment Day, most likely the tag champions, Finn and uh, Damien. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they start doing something with Hurt Business. And Hurt Business might need an extra man. Mm. I see how that could work out. I see how you could do maybe solo and and, and and Jimmy. And they're kind of jumping at AJ right now. Oh, I see how they could do that. I could see an all tag team one. Oh, like and it'd be like an alliance, but it'd be like an alliance tag, like two from Bloodline, two from OC, two from Hurt Business, two from uh, Judgment Day. And, and then do like a, a four on this side, four on this side war games with but it's like four factions involved. So my thing would be I could see that. Who would be wildly speculating? Who would be the fourth guy on the hurt business OC side? Because you know AJ's going in. I would assume you'd have to pick Carl. You can't pick Mishin, and I don't think anybody really wants to see Gallows in a word games. I think you would do Carl and AJ, or if you involve AJ, no, because AJ directly involved himself in. Oh, okay, okay. See, now you got me. Now our wild speculating has got me to a place of fantasy booking because. Or you could Carl, throw Carl definitely told him, don't involve yourself in this bloodline business. And mm-hmm. now the bloodline business is getting involved in um the bloodline business is getting involved in uh who else's business? Is it AJ's business? Yeah, uh AJ and OC. AJ and OC which is also turning into a hurt business and judgment day thing. 
which is turning into a Judgment yeah. Day and Bloodline Alliance. Yeah, so AJ got this himself is war involved. games. This is definitely going to war games. Yeah, like AJ got himself involved in Bloodline, and then her business took him out for Bloodline, or not her business. Um, Judgment Day took him out for Bloodline, and then Hurt Business is letting Judgment Day know we see that goal, we want it. So it could mm-hmm. be like an enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing. Yeah, I gotta we gotta wait and see how Triple H is gonna do this. Do you think they're gonna do what they did? I feel like I distinctly remember um them bringing somebody out to say war games, right? Didn't they like bring Regal back when he No, it was never uh mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind. I, I think, think Pierce said it. I think this year, because we have Regal back, right? Mm, not officially. Back? Not officially. I don't. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think not officially. This year, I think if possible, once we, you know, kind of start rolling this storyline out, because of as I've just figured it out, everyone else is going to figure it out over the weeks. I think the best thing to do is just roll the storyline up, and then at one point in a huge brawl. Oh yeah, we do have, have Regal come out and say war games. Because mm-hmm. that's all you need after that. It's just like, we've been building this. Road. Where is this going? Oh, Survivor Series. This is going to be War Games. And then at one point during the promo, just have Regal come out and say, War Games. And it's like, all right, here we go, baby. This is it. Like, that's all you really need. We know where it's going. We just need all the people in the ring at the same time looking face-to-face and then Regal's music plays Everyone turns to the ramp, and they're all like, come on, say it, say it, say it, say it. You know what? War games. <sighs> and there it is. I'm going to say something that might like piss off wildly. a lot of people. Good. Maybe CM Punk's not as crazy as we think he is. Because war games, Survivor Series war games is in November in Chicago. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe Hunter could have been pulling some strings. <laughs> yeah, right. Hunter could have been the puppeteer. Yeah, right. No, but it's just it was just funny to say. it was just funny to say. I don't think that's. I would. I, <laughs> Look, if that was to happen, quick, I would. You know how quick they'd have been like, uh, um, Hunter's leaving. Hunter's stepping down. You know what I'm saying? Like they fired Vince last night. You know how fast the tabloids would be. You know how Shane booked war games. (laughs) Oh my god, Shane booked war games. Yep, I'm out. Tony, make some space. I'm moving to Jacksonville. Oh snap! I've suddenly become a Jaguars fan. You know the headlines that would come out as Punk came back at war games. Not even for like a Roman story would I be okay with Punk coming back. Like, I I wouldn't be okay with it at all. Even if it's just to get Roman over, I still would be like, we don't need this. We could have done anything but this. <laughs> I get. I guarantee you, right now, it's going to be a situation like a few years ago when Enzo tried to hijack Survivor Series by buying a ticket. No, I don't think Punk's that. <laughs> Punk, he's got too much of an ego. Punk would try to, and Enzo didn't. 
Well, yeah, but Enzo was also a little crazy at the time. My man and, is since tamed down. You know, and, he's going and, to and Punk isn't. Now. Punk is not tamed at all. This man is punching people in the face, son. Exactly, he's, he's saying, not over tamed. glass, that, my boy. That's all of over that's glass. All, that's all the more reason for him to try to hijack you know his former employer's show. You're right. He might be a little. He might be a little off edge. He might be a little off edge. That's true. No, but that that's crazy to think though. But I I am interested to see how War Games turns out with with all these factions and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. And a, and a punk interference, you never know. <laughs> um, right? Punk but, will be the next reason Roman keeps the belt. <laughs> Fucking punk! Oh my gosh! Through Paul Heyman? Oh, because they're Paul Heyman guys. Mm. It'd be horrible. I lose my Dang. mind. I lose my mind. Dang. They kicked Jimmy out again. Now, now, now the bloodline is Solo and, and Sam Punk. Solo, Roman, Paul, and Pepsi Phil. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's everything for the week. Um, yeah, was yeah. Was I, think I think you're right. Let me let me see. Um. Congratulations to everybody at Victory Road. I don't think a lot of titles changed hands, but um, I heard it was a great show. Jordan Grace came back. Mm-hmm. I did see Jordan Grace coming back. That was that was cool. Um, she looks good. She, she looks good. She she doesn't look as a. I don't want to say the word bad because she didn't really look bad. She doesn't look as sunken in as she was before when she was doing that bodybuilding competition. Yeah, or the the, the, the physique body, thing, the 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 bodybuilding physique and the wrestling physique are two different physiques. Yeah, because she was like, I'm glad it. she's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm and I'm, <laughs> um, I'm very happy they're both successful for her. Yeah, but I'm glad she's back in wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I heard everybody had a great night, and like I said, not a lot of titles changed hands. I think. They might have given Tommy Dreamer the digital media championship, but Tommy, you know that's a Tommy. Uh, yeah, that's a small thing in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but congratulations to everybody for another great show. Um, you guys just keep knocking it out of the park, and I'm very happy for you guys. Um, but I think that is all the wrestling news, man. I'm trying to think of everything else. Oh, um. Shout out to Ricky Shane Page for winning the Openweight Championship against Jacob Fatu. Uh, I was really hoping Fatu might cash in the option that we get Fatu versus Alex Kane, but it's still possible. I won't mm-hmm. lose hope. I think those two in a main event would be incredible. Um, but shout out to Ricky Shane Page for becoming the new MLW Openweight Champ. And I think that's that's all the other ending news I can think of at the time. I think we're good to wrap up. All right. So I guess it's time we get into that uh shameless plug and shout out portion. Yes, sir. So would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? <clears throat> no, nah, I got it. All right. Okay. My figure four for the pod this week. Um, I want to start with uh anti-hero on TikTok. Um I want to give a shout out to him. It's anti underscore 1717. 
you're mm-hmm. looking up the TikTok at name, he just does funny wrestling videos. And okay. the consistency is 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 incredible. And he's doing uh like loading screen TikToks now, like different wrestlers stuff and loading screens. If you can remember back in video games when people when uh, the characters would be idle. And they're really funny. So he gives me a shout out this week. Um Another shout out to the Boomay Fight Club. That's going to take up two of them. Boomay. Uh, for my boy Alex Kane and uh, Jay Bougie, the newest member of the Boomay Fight Club, Ooh. who I was there to see join and has now had his child. Hey. And, uh, he said on Twitter, he's now. He's now stepping up his uh, interview prices. If you want to interview from him, you now have to <laughs> buy a pair of diapers that he will provide the link for. Oh, hey, look. And I uh, I was like, cheap. hey, look at listen, listen, son. That's the way to go, son. Mm-hmm. That's how I would do it. I'm buying diapers. That's how I would do it. So shout out to him uh, and, his, and his newborn. That's awesome. And uh, as always, man, Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Uh, check them out, man. They got everything, and the story continues to improve. He can stay, he continues to update content. Uh, constantly put out the new games that he gets, the old game that he gets. Um, improvements to the store, just constantly building and 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 just killing it over there, getting all the retro games and retro systems and you know different parts requests, all different types of stuff up in that store, man. So. Shout out to my man Tweet Doghouse Gaming on Facebook and Instagram for all your retro gaming needs, man. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to dive into my shout outs. And this week, I don't know why, I've been liking the more wholesome side of wrestling. Mm. Like, we always say we like to push the envelope or toe the line, but sometimes you just like the wholesome side of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shout out some of the wholesome things that I've seen from the wrestling business. Um, the first person I'm shouting out is I've shouted her out before. I'm gonna shout her out again. Um, is an indie wrestler by the name of Izzy Moreno. And if you guys don't know who she is, Stevie knows who she is. She is pretty much Bailey's number one fan. Like she's the hugger Bailey 2.0, and she just had her first ever match this week, this past week, I believe. So for me, that's awesome. When you're a huge fan of the business and you get to have your first match and you get the channel somebody that you idolize so much, that's always a dope thing to see. So shout out to Izzy Moreno. If you guys don't follow her on any social media, go follow her on Instagram at it's Izzy Mania because it's just a whole. It's, she's just a wholesome person. So shout out to Izzy and what she's accomplishing. The next thing I'm going to shout out is actually a wrestling promotion that's been showing us some love on social media and it's called the rascals pro wrestling blackpool now this is a small in promotion out of blackpool england uh they offer training for people who want to train to be in the business whether it's in wrestling announcing commentating managing they offer all kinds of stuff like that and not only that they also put on shows for the local kids around them in Blackpool. And they've been showing us love on Instagram. I've been showing them love back. Uh, it's just been a great relationship for the last few weeks. And 
We're going to hope to continue to grow that and interact with them. So shout out to the Rascals Pro Wrestling and Blackpool. Um, and my last shout outs, pretty soon, we were just talking about war games. And last year we did a challenge video and I feel like it's time to do another one. So sooner or later, we're going to throw a challenge down to these people. D the Toy Hunter, Mr. Awesome, and RK Pop. I'm shouting y'all out because y'all always show us love and support. But pretty soon, keep an eye out because we're throwing a gauntlet down to you. And that's it. Those are my shout outs for this week. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode. As always, make sure you guys like it. Subscribe. Hit the bell for our notifications. Make sure you stay up to date on everything Stevie Jobber and myself are doing. Follow us on all the social media platforms and have a great rest of your week. Make sure you guys stay up. Make sure you guys stay blessed. And as always, stay, stay dangerous. dangerous. People have been asking me to be the best in the world. Why, Eddie, why? I'm